You are listening to the Noisy Narratives Podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo, and I am here along with Christy Williams, Amy Robison, and, and Amy's still here. Start- she is still, <laughs> still here. We are doing part two. We've been sitting here all week. <laughs> We've been it's sitting here great. a long time. We need a blanket. We have a blanket if you call. It's great. Christy's going to do a little recap for us, though, and um, kind of introduce Amy for us. Well, so my recap is listen to part one. There's a go. great introduction Debbie recap. did. But let's just go because she didn't share in part one. When you go to adopt a child, you have to have funds. So they probably yes. didn't allow for you to send like an e-check or no. Venmo money we over. You didn't have Venmo then. You didn't have Venmo. So we how did, did you get the funds over to Russia with you? So um, it's a really you good story, basically y'all. have to go with, with cash. We didn't cover this cash. last time, by the way, which is right. why we this is feel part like of the intro. is like we need in the to hole. make sure. She exactly. didn't talk about it. I want her to go back to it because it's a really good, well, interesting you, part. You, you go. basically go with cash, and we started by having to go to the bank, and they have to be unmarked, untorn bills. So I went Okay, and, Russian bills or American no, dollars? No, American dollars. American dollars. Okay. But they can't have any writing on them, rips, tears. Anything. Brand new, essentially. Brand mm-hmm. new, essentially, money. I actually ended up having to sit at three different banks to get enough cash. I'm sure your name was Flag. You <laughs> While you like, were still in the States. You're While I'm still in the States, and I would sit and go through bills and look at them back and forward, and the bank person sitting there, and we had to get all this money. So then to get it over there, this is maybe dishonest, but you're not supposed to declare the money because that sends a red flag up to the Russians. Oh. That So you're not supposed to declare the money. And so we, we didn't, and we put it, on basically money things strapped underneath our closing. Like we're talking 10000 a leg for each of us plus. And I remember getting to the airport in Germany and Mike going, I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, hold the money. Oh, <laughs> don't lose any money when don't you're in the bathroom. Yes. So, yeah, um, it was just that's a crazy feeling. Yes, well, and again, is. another element of the stress that you went through just to get there. And then when you get home to not be able to function for three weeks, not because of right. guilt, but really your body is exhausted. Yes. It is stressed to the max and it's exhausted. Yes. So yes. now you're home. You've got the boys home making the transition. Yes. They're slowly. Nick has the less haunting eyes <laughs> yes. with Mike. Sam, is you're connecting with both of the boys. Are they school-age kids yet? I'm like, are we ready for kindergarten? Well, it's funny. That involves this my beginning of my journey with this church. Um, I called the Sunshine Academy, and the preschool here always has a huge waiting list, yeah. and you can't get in. And I basically called crying and said, I need help. I need some child care. And they worked miracles and got me in, not even being a member of the church at that point. So what year would that have been? You brought him home in 2007. 2007, maybe 2008. Eight? Okay. Um, 
Okay. So they started preschool here. Uh, yeah. I wonder if Sam and Witt or Sam and Nick were in the same class. They might have been. We have to compare after this. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Christy's talking about her child for those of you listening. We <laughs> yeah. have to explain. <laughs> they know by now. Yes. Like, you've heard more of these. Yes. Whitaker, the yes. Okay, so then they take them. They did. Now you have free time during Big the day. blessing. Yes. So, yeah, just, um, you know, very slowly the fog began to lift. Um, if I am a hundred percent honest and I want to be to help anybody in this situation, um, it, it took years. It took years, mm-hmm. um, to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, again, not depressed for years, but just a, a struggle, um, with my own heart and adjusting to the kids and all that we had been through. And I think my own stress of what had happened and it, it took a long time. Like I said, a lot of counseling. Um, Are you a type a person? Like, do you like things in order? Like, so did this kind of mess you up a little bit just kind of with your personality? Maybe, maybe some, um, I just think it was just a lot of emotions that I didn't expect. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of fears, a lot of anger, to be honest, that I didn't expect. I thought this journey would look different Mm -hmm. than it did. So I think just the, I don't know, the adjustment to reality versus. Well, I think that messes with our head, right? So much when we think life is going to be this way and it's so drastically different, I think. And then in the middle of that adjusting, you have two children that are very right needing you a lot. And then your two kiddos, like how are your girls at this point? Um, like, so they start things starting to level off with them. How are they feeling about having little brothers? I think that, I mean, I think they enjoyed it. I think, you know, it was, it was a lot. It was a, you know, to go Mm -hmm. from two to four is a big jump. It is. Um, but we all slowly, but surely, um, we all slowly but surely came around and, um, they improved. I improved. God was faithful and healed hurt hearts and, um, past traumas. And yeah, I think you did such a good job too, of putting them in counseling. Right. I think so many homes don't value counseling because it shows a weakness. When right. in reality, that's a strength because you're acknowledging your weakness and you're getting help right. to fill that I void that counseling. you can. I kind of do too. I so. like to <laughs> sit and talk about myself for an hour. <laughs> but not only that, but counselors, kids counselors can help you as a parent. Oh, like, yeah, sure. There are some things that can help you at home, like that we can continue to work together. It's mm-hmm. a team effort. It's not like the counselors here on their own, like fixing the kid. I mean, they're going to help you. Mm -hmm. And they're feeding into you that you're not alone. That's right. And that you're not the first person to feel this way. And you're not the first person to go through this and that people will come through the other side. And, and we did, Mm -hmm. we did. Like I said, I wish it was a, it had been a quicker answer, but it's also the biggest life lesson I've ever had. And just leaning on him and, continuing the faith, even though the progress was slow. Um, he was faithful. Yes. What about women that come to you or that you've met with? What are their questions that they ask? Like, how are they feeling about themselves? Or some of the questions that you have fielded from women that have been in your position that you're now mentoring? Well, the, the first story of that was kind of cool. Sam had an ear infection and I went to one of the kids places and the guy came in and 
I was in a, I could probably in a grumpy mood that day because he was like, what's his family history? I don't know. He's adopted, <laughs> you know, probably saying that a little too easily. And I don't know his family. And he was like, really? Well, you know, and I said, yeah, we just from Russia. It's been really tough. Probably vomited a little bit on this guy. And he got big tears in his eyes. And he said, um, I have a son from Ethiopia that's been home about a month and we are dying. Walked out of the room, came back with a phone in his hand. He said, will you talk to my wife? And he had tears streaming down his face. And I didn't feel qualified at that Mm -hmm. point. Like I just said, I'm still a little ticked. But um, talked to her, met her within a few days for coffee, which ended up being about five hours. And I think the feeling that she had and in, in, in a, people I have talked to since then, it's like I said, it's guilt. Mm-hmm. It's guilt that you're not feeling and adjusting as easily or as quickly as you thought you would. And guilt of maybe anger. I mean, I remember saying to one girl, you feel like a monster to not like an orphan. Who doesn't love an orphan? Mm-hmm. We all love an orphan. Mm-hmm. I don't love yeah. this orphan right now. Mm-hmm. And um, that just came with horrible feelings. And so talking about that, allowing them to be honest and being honest back with them about my journey, I think was healing for me and healing for them. And I take it back to that lady that called me in Russia and had been through it. That made me feel human again. And to give that, to in turn, give that and share that with someone else is just such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, God allowed has allowed me at times to do that. Mm, I love that. It's so amazing. Because like you said, we're all supposed to be sharing our stories and to lift each other up mm-hmm. and to help each other through these things. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think back, even when you said that that mom you met in Russia, what you've known her for two weeks and you're in her lap and she's bawling and she's just stroking <laughs> yeah. your hair like it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. So, kind of a sweet picture of what Titus, too, right? Like right. the olders and the youngers are supposed to do for each other through right. our stories and our experiences, but all through the body of Christ and loving each other. Right. And you don't have to even be in the body of Christ, but you as a Christian can do that to people that aren't Christians right. and love on them and offer yeah. insight from where you've come from. And it's gonna, you're going to be okay, and you're not a monster. Right. Did somebody else ask you that if they were a monster, right? Yes. <laughs> Someone right. else said, you know, am I just a monster? I, I, I'm not feeling love for this child. And um, Isn't it funny how we equate no love to monster? Like such a huge drastic... Jump. Like we don't give ourselves any, um, I don't want to say credit. I'm not like we're looking for credit, but grace for the fact that we're doing what we need to be doing in spite of the fact that we're not feeling kind of the emotional pull at that point in time, but we just, we know it's the right thing to do. Right. And that's enough for a while. And it's like, we give ourselves no grace for that. Right. You know? So did you feel, do you feel like you look back then? Is there anything if you were to look back, you would go, you know what? It felt really hard. I wasn't, but I actually was doing well. Like I did a good job. Like this is what I was supposed to do. Have you been able to look at it from that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm curious. I put one foot in front of the other and I kept going. I mean, I kept going when at times I didn't want to, 
Um, it sounds overly dramatic, but I mean, it is guts honest the way it was. And so, yeah. Did you have friends that checked in on you, like a girlfriend? Yeah. Sometimes you have friends for seasons, right? Right. Like, did you have a friend or yes. a couple of friends? Maybe? I have, and, and still all dear friends that those, I always encourage young marrieds to get into church and find those friends that then you have your babies with. And mm-hmm. those are friendships that never go away. Mm-hmm. Um, our dearest friends, still dearest friends, Mike has been best friends since, since the eighth grade. They loved us dearly through it. We're our family, still are our family. Um, yeah, just the support. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> we always laughed as Baptists. Something goes wrong and we boil chicken and make a casserole. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, even those casseroles, the fact that, I, yes. I mean, just people loving on you in, in simple, simple ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't realize, you know. Those are huge blessings mm-hmm. in times like so that. So how have the boys done um, in school with having to, I mean, all the sensory stuff, the attachment stuff that, you know, that impacts school and being right. able to be around a lot of people? And how has that ended up being for them? Yeah, great now. I mean, obviously more difficulties in the beginning. Um, you know, like the the happy part of the story is that they, they are great now. Um, Nick is finishing his sophomore year. Um, Sam is finishing his freshman year. They are well-adjusted, happy. Nick's driving. Nick's driving. Very well-liked kids, you know. Um, they have come a, a million miles, as has the whole family. And now I think... We cherish and are almost proud of what we've been through and proud of where we are now and the love that we have for each other. And um, if you ever do think about adoption, there is no difference, no difference that love. And it comes. It may not be there if they're spitting in your face at three, (laughs) Um, but that's probably true of your biological child. (laughs) I was going to say, I actually know I'm not some, sure that's any, I'm not sure that's <laughs> any different. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, Explain to that moment that Nick had when he asked you recently about the plan. I thought your response oh, to him was great. Well, you know, um, we we talked to them. I, I try to check in periodically and say, do you have any concerns about being adopted? Do you ever think about being adopted? Is that something that bothers you and and Sam was like I don't know what you're talking about and Nick <laughs> said like, no, mom I'm fine yeah Nick said sometimes I struggle his birth mother was very young um and he said sometimes I struggle with not being planned mm. and like I wasn't wanted and we laughed and I listed a bunch of kids of my friends <laughs> that also were unplanned <laughs> But never unwanted. And, um, you know, like you said, it was harder to get him than to get the girls, you know. Mm-hmm. That nine months of pregnancy yeah. was nothing compared to an adoption. Yes, the preparation. And so I'm like, you were, for us, you were planned. You were mightily planned. And, um, you know, God got you to us as quick as he could. And, um, but Yeah. So I think he he said, I've never thought about it like that. And he didn't know that other kids weren't playing. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know that. Well, most kids don't think about that yeah. ever until yeah. they're kind of, something's laid in front of them of like, oh, right. you're adopted or 
Yeah. You're so a baby. he bonus baby. joked and he said, that your two mistakes were the biological I love that. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So he's quite confident uh-huh. in our love don't for him. Don't say that when Caroline's around. No. She might pop you. No, Caroline, don't listen to this. Don't listen. But, um, no, he... Um, he is a great kid. Gets last year got the for his whole grade the Christian Character Award, mm-hmm. in which I'd rather have that than the Honor Society any day of the week. Oh man, yeah. preach! And um, he loves well um, and cares deeply about things. Cares. We have a bond, Nick and I, and Sam and I. But Nick loves his mama, mm-hmm. and after all that we've been through, That's amazing. His bond to me, we have horses, we ride of my four children. Nick is my rider. And it's, I mean, a crazy full circle thing that my son and I do a sport together. That's awesome. And we go ride on Saturdays. We go on trail rides together. We are out in the barn together. And we have um, have that that we share after all that we've been through, that he would be my one that shares my passion for horses and what a blessing that is. Yeah. It's like a little thing God threw on top Mm -hmm. and a little cherry on top that, um, gives us something special after all that we've been through. And, and I mean, this is the kid that attachment was a real issue with. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. And I can't, yeah, I can't even imagine him getting married and leaving me <laughs> and loving another girl because like, I'm his oh, girl. That's right. I'm his girl. And you had to work hard for that. I used so to think those like... boy mamas were crazy and now I'm like, back oh, off. That's my That's friend. right. Yes. That's my first love. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, oh my yeah. We've come a million miles. A million miles. Wow. That's so, just amazing. That's yeah. just amazing. So as other people go, just to kind of go back to people or women that you've talked to, what are some other thoughts, feelings, emotions that they have that you could or would want to speak to? Oh, gosh. What about the idea of don't give up? Yeah. I feel like I've heard stories where, I don't know if this is okay to say, but just where they've taken the kid back. Okay. So I must have said that earlier. During my hard years, uh, there was a very well publicized I story this. Yes. of a Mm-hmm. A single mom that yep. adopted a Russian boy basically put a tag on him that said, I don't want him, send him back, mm-hmm. put him on a plane. And eh, I just remember the whole rhetoric on the news being that poor child who could do that to a child. And I thought, what has that mother been through? Mm-hmm. And I, I so thought about her and what, and being a single mom yeah. and going through what she could have gone through. I just, you know, God was faithful. It is not going to change overnight. And there's so many things he walks us through that takes time. And we want our quick answers and we want to pray and wake up and fall in love and mm-hmm. and have this answer. But the lessons are in the journey. Yeah. And, you know, I, I lead a, a Bible study now in my neighborhood and I use, they probably get sick of me using it, but we all have that story that formed our faith, solidified our faith, showed mm-hmm. God's faithfulness. And, and God gave me this as my story. And as hard as it was, I think 
think I would do it again. I would obviously end up with my boys again, but that part of the Mm -hmm. journey, it made me who I am. And so I think the fear of it and the, the troubles that it can bring, it's, it's all got a purpose Mm -hmm. and God's going to be faithful through it, but it's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be easier overnight. And, you know, and I would say, I don't want people to fear it. Every story is not our, our story, but it makes the, the bond now even sweeter of where we've been and Mm -hmm. what we've been through. So what would these people, the ladies you've talked to and the couples you've talked to, um, what have you shared just mar- about going through this with marriage, being married and going through this? What what would you tell couples who are like, this is hard, doing it together. These right. are a couple of nuggets you need to just consider or think about. I mean, we kind of mentioned, touched on some of it last time. Right. Just that, you know, going into adoption, you've got to be on the same page. Um because it, it is hard and it's a journey. And I believe strongly in, um, you know, that it's something that you both have to be for because it can be hard. Um, you know, I, again, just like with the relationship with the children, it's something that we went through together that probably made us more solid than ever. Um, we leaned on each other. I mean, I felt like through this, I probably had to had nothing to give to our marriage and Mike stepped up and filled in the gap where I couldn't be there and I couldn't take it anymore. And, um, you know, he, he was amazing, um, through that. So obviously we share a faith and we prayed together and we cried together and we, we're honest with each other, although at times I'm, sh- you know, again, I'm not sure I was even as honest with him as, as as hard as it got, but we were there for each other. That's for sure. He was there for me and he was there for those kids when I couldn't be. Mm. And, um, you know, just like dealing with a spouse that's sick and somebody's got to pull it together, even though it was mental and emotional mm-hmm. sickness, I think at the time he he was incredible. He was incredible. And, um, yeah. Well, yeah. So where would you suggest people go? Like if you were, is there a net, I don't even know. Like, is there a network for people who have adopted from overseas? Probably like a community, like a support community. I think there are lots of churches with ministries I think, you know, Buckner is who our adoption was through and they were a huge support. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I thought that that's a community I would be really involved in, I think pre doing it. And then you get lost in the busyness of what you're actually doing and raising four kids. And, and I didn't. Um, I didn't do everything by the book. I, we laugh because we, (laughs) we talk about it more than they say you're supposed to talk about it. We're just a super open, honest family. Mm -hmm. We're a laughing family. Mm. We joke. I mean, I forgot Nick's birthday the other day and that's just a four kid thing. And I said, I don't know. I wasn't even there. And Nick was (laughs) like, what? I was like, I'm sorry, but I wasn't there. (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, he just laughed. And uh-huh. I mean, probably the adoption books say don't say things like that. But we <laughs> say things like that because we're just, you know, I hope he's wired. not there. That may cause more therapy no. later. I don't know. That's like your family, what, ethos? Is that a good word? Like the culture yes. of your family? And yes. if it, the DNA of it. Yeah, so if a book says to do that, but that doesn't work it with doesn't. you, you don't listen to Some the book. things don't Just remember, fit us. Remember when you could be a baby whisper mom or yes. a baby, what was or it? A baby mom. There was a baby mom. mom. <laughs> yes. Well, like those two books, when yes. you first start parenting yeah. and you're like. Preparation um, for parenting. Yeah, like, yes. Yes. no, I'm not going to subscribe. I'm going to go this one. Yes. So there's no right or wrong. It's what works for your house and your family. Right. And I yeah. would say an extreme on either end is just wrong. Exactly. When you're married to something so much, it becomes like. And you know your you, kids. Yes. And I think it sounds like you were just, you guys were ended we up joke. in a very emotionally yeah. healthy place. We are. And we place. joke about it, laugh about it, make fun of each other about it. Like the, you know, mm-hmm. the mistakes were the girls, not, not the adopted ones. That. And, um, Which they can totally handle They can joke, totally take <laughs> And if that. they couldn't, they'll come around. <laughs> yes. They'll figure it out that we <laughs> still love you. <laughs> So it's all, it's all very healthy now. They fight like cats and dogs and they love each other like, you know, crazy. So, um, they're each other's biggest critics and biggest defenders. So, um, I would say too, like you mentioned, if a place to go, like if you have a heart for mission, not missions, but if you have a heart for adoption or something and there's not one in your church, start one. Right. You know what I mean? If that's something where you're going around going, our church doesn't have it. Our church doesn't. Yeah. Well, start one. Right. It's so easy. Right. It's not hard. And it's just talking. It's you, just, it's just a safe place. And talking and telling each other stories. It's just like any other type of support you go through in a, you know, a church, whether it's abuse of something or whatever. But, um, yeah, you need each other. And I want to be open and honest now. And thankfully we've been open and honest with my kids. So if they hear this, they will not be shocked mm-hmm, at anything right. that I've said. Another reason to be open. Right. And I used to always say I might write a book, but in the beginning I was like, I don't want, I don't really want them to know how, how hard, hard it mm-hmm. was. But now that we're through it, I think they get, they would be okay with it. And they're grounded enough with yes. you guys. You know, are so close that it's not like they're going to think it was their fault. No. Right. I mean, you've worked to this point enough with to go okay right. they know they were babies any more it's than any three-year-olds yes actions are their own fault but when you're I mean, like 10 and you hear it about yourself you're right. maybe not going you're still saying oh it was my fault you're not right. making that connection but they're old enough now um right. and you talk to them i mean uh, we're those so boys are just so yeah sweet y'all have done an amazing wow, amazing you. job they're a gift i a i do tell some people don't even adopt we already won the lottery <laughs> they're they're the one we there's no no more great ones out there like this, but there are so maybe some girls. Maybe some girls, girls, girls that are still waiting over, waiting there. over there. My little girls still over there. No, I just always had an attic full of Barbies and American Girl dolls. I thought I need a girl to play with this mm-hmm. stuff, but now we went for the Tonka trucks and so. And now you have. Um, Two boys. So Nick, what are his interests? Because Sam is like a major computer guy. Like he's, he's my computer kind of techie. Dude. Yes. And then what is what Nick's, are Nick's just interest? Nick's into friends and driving and social. 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 very social. He plays tennis for Legacy. He rides um, horses. We ride cutting horses, and that's a lot of fun. So he's just your great all American teenager. And then um, Sam's plans, he wants to do anything to do with Anything tech. to do with computers. computers. He'll major in IT. And then, strangely, the his 
off the wall thing different from that is he is involved in theater at school and um, okay. has done several plays and now has gotten into the tech side of it, which really fits and him And isn't it interesting? He's like your quieter one. He is. And he's your stage guy. He is. He but now he's on the tech side. Yeah, but he likes the but crew he likes after the... he did it this year. That's so, um, yeah, and, you know, we got told just last week something. He goes, oh, my gosh, he and his sister look just alike. And he just looked at me and rolled his eyes. But <laughs> Which, he has, you know, it's funny. They, they do. do. <laughs> he's blonde hair and yeah. blue eyes like his they sister. Nick's the only one that looks different because he's got something in him that's olive and we're all yes. very pale white. Yes. So in the summer... Nick's obviously adopted. He, well, <laughs> he just has a beautiful tan. I mean, he, he just—he has really pretty skin, and it's he beautiful does. tan. So Sam, you know, everybody else would be splotchy. Everyone and red, else is and splotchy and like, <laughs> We're like that kid's adopted. So, <laughs> but I used to—I mean, my husband's Hispanic, and so my youngest looks a lot like him. Yeah, and they are both in the summer. Like, so my daughter's not adopted. Yeah, but I took—I we would go around the two of us together. Yeah. Um, when my other two were in school and people, I had people ask me if she was adopted. Yeah. And then one time with gymnastics, like she was out, I just met a new mom. We're talking. She doesn't know like which one's mine. And mine comes running, mommy, you know, <laughs> out the end. She's like three and a half. And I mean, like, I still remember her face. Like she does a double take, looks at her, looks at me. And she you literally says, together. oh, your husband must be really dark. Yeah. Or like I had just met her. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that she looks just like her daddy. We just That's roll with funny. it. But people oh, used yeah. to say that to me all the time. And she's not adopted. Yeah. So you can tell Nick if he yeah. ever questions it again. Well, yeah. even if you are planned. It doesn't matter <laughs> it how doesn't you matter. get them. That's what I always <laughs> tell him. It doesn't matter if you birth them or buy That's them. Right. It's it all the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. God loves you all. You all make up a family. Okay. So a little nugget. What would you leave somebody with? They're looking at adopting, you know, or... They are in the middle of a hard season. Like, what would you, what would you tell them? Oh gosh, pray, go into it prayerfully. Listen, listen to God's leading. And drop uh, the mic and walk away. Drop the mic. I mean, yeah, you hundred percent, so wise, a hundred percent. Listen God. to God's leading, but know that if God leads you there, like that lady said to me on the plane, it's not doesn't make it easy, and so. Sometimes he leads us through hard times and we're supposed to learn from that, grow from that. And then, like you said, share it. I mean, this story doesn't do anybody any good if I keep it all in. And, you know, like I said, there's a little bit of an embarrassing aspect to uh, that's probably not the right word, but how hard it was. I shouldn't feel that way, but I you do. And. I don't want anybody. I want people to be open and honest because that's the only way we can help each other and lift each other up. And that's why God gives us each other to comfort and to lift up and to walk through it with them. And even the little things, if you're a friend of someone going through it, the food, the prayer, the quick text, just to feel love when you're so in a dark place um, can mean the world. So what I'm hearing you saying or say is pray about it. Pray about it. A lot. A lot. Get on the same page with your husband. Amen. And then when it gets hard, continue to pray about it. And if God had it from the beginning, he's going to have you through it. Amen. (laughs) And it's not going to be quick. It's not going to be quick. It may take years. It may take years. Right. I just think that there's so many people that are going through adoption that are like, that have that image it's going to be great. It's going to be easy. 
whatever, and they forget. All it's smiling God. and taking pictures. Yeah. And and I, I can't even tell you that people have said, oh, you've got a, you know, a jewel in your crown. You saved those kids. I'm like, oh, we don't look at it like, I don't no. know. I always tell people they've blessed us. And that's, I'm not trying to be, um, you know, yeah. goody, goody, but they've blessed us more than we've blessed them. And, and God's taught us so much through them and just, I can't imagine my life without them. Mm-hmm. I can't, uh, I wouldn't want my life without them. I mean, they're just, they're my kids. Yeah. Just exactly. like everyone feels about their kids. I mm-hmm. feel the same way about mine, even though the the beginning was not what did you ever thought. feel like and i hate to even put it this way i want to ask a question real quick though just in case somebody's listening that feels like this um did you ever feel like you were lied to like people sold you on this idea of what it would be and yes. they actually lied to you and then did you feel yes. angry about that yes so how do you make that adjustment like if somebody's listening they're like i feel like i was lied to and now i'm here in this place yeah and how do you resolve those feelings like that? How do you keep that from turning into like bitterness? I don't know that I didn't stop it from being bitter in the beginning, mm-hmm. but again, it, I felt like the system was broken. I f- almost felt like you, you have been almost not sold on something. God led us to do it, but in the process of learning and reading the books that are required and going to the classes that are required well, it's kind of funny. They do tell you a lot, um, but you're so excited mm-hmm. and you're so sold on it okay. that I think you think that doesn't apply to me. Right. Like I can't better. wait to get my little orphan. Can we equate this to like dating and marriage? Right. Sure. <laughs> like I'm in the dating phase yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, right. Yeah. And, and people go, marriage is hard. And you go, not no, my not marriage. Mine, yeah. I'm head over you heels. Know, my, my, my fiance, he's going to be amazing. Yours <laughs> must not be. You married a loser. We're yeah. going to be so different. Uh-huh. So knows. I do, I do think in some ways they are honest, but I, um, and you don't, you don't hear it because I think your analogy is so good because you're in the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. of, no, I'm saving orphans. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think that, yes, for sure. Um, yeah. But keep it plugging through. Don't let the bitterness, prayerfully you know, don't sit prayer. Through. Yes. Prayerfully, prayerfully plug through. through. And say that three times. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then build, and then community. So it's prayer, community, it's prayer. Right. It's, it's and I, I wish in. that and and part of my reason for talking about it and for being honest about it is because I had not heard the stories in the beginning and the hardship that caused just being so lost and confused and feeling like a monster mm-hmm. because I was doubting and hurting and angry and I I wish I'd you know maybe heard more personal stories and again I don't know that I would have listened but I was just about to ask how do you what do you think that would have changed for you if you'd have heard those stories maybe just give me maybe hope. people don't do it because then they'd run from it and maybe I don't know gets adopted. <laughs> well, I think you nailed it like you have a rose-colored glasses on right. so you're not you're gonna be like okay well that's because you're this way. Right. That's because you're like, you're going to we kind of tint them with mm-hmm. those glasses of like, oh, well, I know how you are with this. So mm-hmm. right. that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So hmm. it's all good. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, we, we're blessed to have you here and 
you know, have well, thank y'all your for family letting me tell my story. Yes, yes. I love it. I just um, and I, I think because I came on staff here in two thousand and six, you guys moved to the church a few years after yes. that because you were still yes. over in Hunters Glen and Nicholas was at a sleep-in here, a lock-in. No, he was at a lock-in. At a lock-in. Yes, him and Sam. And Debbie, being the children's minister, had never had a kid sneak out of a lock-in. And so It was Nick, Sam, and there was one other boy. I will not name him. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't going to name him, but that's, that's, okay. that's okay. She knows who yeah. who, who her son was. But, yes. And they're all beautiful older boys. But, yeah, they were together. That's right. And they, and they decided to walk home, but they didn't know where home was. No, so they actually decided. started out Main Street. They decided to climb trees. Okay. So they had left, were out here by Main Street climbing trees because that just looked fun to them. Yes. And one of our staff members, because we do... We were patrolling. I yeah, mean, like, of course. So she, um, Debbie's like, them. wait, real fast. Not no. everybody gets out. <laughs> oh, I need to let everybody. <laughs> Christy's looking at me like, oh, I know exactly uh-huh. where she put yeah. that plug in. That's <laughs> right. Yes. I we it. do patrol. Yes. And I have to say, this is the only time this has ever and happened. Yeah, it never happened again. <laughs> Safeguards <laughs> have been put in place because of Nick. Thank you, yes. Nick. Thank you. Thank, thank you. But he was also, but I will say, every time those sweet boys had to be corrected, and the, the three did. Need some correcting here and there. <laughs> Every time they had to be corrected, they would sit in their little chairs and they would look at me with these sweet, sweet eyes. And I would say, boys, and I would say, here's what we asked you to do. Here's what you did. Yes. Did you see what you... Yes, Miss Debbie. I know what we did. Yeah, we're so sorry, Miss Debbie. Yes, Miss Debbie. Will you forgive us, Miss Debbie? I mean, like, so respectful, so kind. And um, then they would just fall. I would like, you have to follow me around for a bit. And yeah. they would just be with me the whole time. Put and them on a leash. Every once hey, when I, the very, <laughs> they were so did you do like, the leash? Oh the very gosh. first time I took them of to course. the pediatrician and I'm literally sitting on the little bench, not even helping the doctor because again, I'm checked out yeah. 1000%. But he's a doctor. He shouldn't be able and to And we had only this. been back like three or four days and we had to have this checkup. Yes. And Nick kept breaking out of the room and sprinting around. I mean, things were bad. And the pediatrician came in, he sat down in the chair and he looked me in the eye and he said, I have never in all my career suggested this, but you're going to need some leashes. <laughs> I have lots of pictures with those cute little backpacky Uh things, but they're actually leashes. And that's so, yes. yes. Well, and the thing is, is that they were kind of, it's like once their eyes got wide, all of a sudden the world just opened up to them. Like you saw it happen. Like I just remember watching and just the world opened up to them. It became their oyster. There were so many things to experience and to learn and people to meet. Once that, like, I think you said before in part one, like the haunted look left. Right. Oh, things just really changed. Right. And then it was a matter of just containment for a while. Right. (laughs) For a little bit. But I've been on, um, you know, our camp, our student ministry camp. Yes. I go to our Renew camp with our student ministers too. And because I'm just... I don't get enough of children, I guess, but oh, <laughs> I, I have some that more. I can drop off at your house. <laughs> Joke. But just talking to them now and seeing the dare, I mean, it just makes me teary right. just to see yeah. them. And, way. you know, 
you know, having a, when they were middle school sitting there at camp and they have to call y'all. Yes. Because they're just, <laughs> they're sad. I have to talk to my mom. Nick's like, I have to, I have to just touch. One time y'all were at the movies. Yes. Remember we called you out of the movie? Yes. I was like, okay, yeah. We were Nick in Waco. Has to talk, Nick has to talk to Nick you. Nick needs some love. Oh, that's sweet. I but I mean, they're just, yeah. They're, well, I, other little tiny thing I keep thinking of is, when I was, I was in like a bed, bath and beyond, and they had only been home a couple weeks and Sam was sucking on his, he used to pull one ear and suck the thumb with the other hand. And if he had the wrong ear, he'd have to go over his head. It was kind of funny, <laughs> but he had to have this one ear. And if he messed up the thumbs, it got confusing, uh-huh. but he was doing that. And this lady standing in line behind me said, oh, so you allow him to suck his thumb. And I remember, oh, you t- I remember going, oh my gosh, we just came out of a third world yeah. orphanage. We've been the last thing in this entire world that I care. And so I always thought yes. that always made me think, you don't know where someone yeah. is. That's yeah. right. You don't know what they're going through. And you that changes know. your filter then, right? A hundred percent. And I thought if that woman really knew my story, yes. she probably would have felt yes. You didn't just tell her right there. Just I started maybe I to right tell her all sorts Dang of it, stuff. Amy, I wanted but you to I tell her. I held my tongue. You because were a good Christian. she's coming Christian. from a different place. Too, she was coming right? from a different I mean, place. But different gosh, my nugget is you don't know where people are, That's where right. they've been. Yeah. That's right. And when that kid is screaming in the grocery store at the top of his lungs. By golly, he can suck his thumb. You know what? You don't know where Oh my so, word! Oh anyway. my goodness! Well, thank you so much. This has been a joy. Well, it's been I've enjoyed visiting with y'all about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, and um, you know, if anybody out there will, you know, needs anything or I'd has a question to to or whatever, again, you can just email us or call in and. At Noisy Narratives, and we will put you in touch with Call Amy. in. We don't Love have it. a hotline. Oh, what do you mean? She was like, let's just call start in. answering phone calls. I think call the church. I think he call the church. <laughs> I mean, we're attached to the church. <laughs> we are. We're just email us. That's going to be the fastest, easiest way. Christy's like, Let, let's regulate this a little bit. No, I love let's it. You're like, call share in. with anyone. Like, we have a hotline or something. Yeah, an adoption hotline. Amy will be manning it 24-7. Oh, my gosh. We just email created us. all kinds of problems. No, maybe. it's so great. No, we streamlined it. Just email us. <laughs> Christy's keeping, keeping me on the straight and narrow. I was the one that when we started this, I said, hey, we can do like three a week. And she's like, no. Or not. <laughs> no. Down to earth, mm-hmm. yeah. I tend to live sometimes. So we're not getting a hotline. Let's we're go not getting a hotline. That's no hotline. email me if you need some help. <laughs> if you need to have coffee, that's right. Yes. Email us, and we'll put you in touch with Amy. We would love to do that. Um, anyway, so that's it for us today. Um, appreciate y'all listening, and hope you've enjoyed this as much as we have. And for now, noisy narratives out. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Watch what happens now.